to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love is Blind, Season 2, Episode 6. Now, Chris, starting to shape up a little bit now. Not quite as much as I thought it was going to do, but uh, got a little bit more towards the end there. But where do you want to start today? Well, Dave, I want to start with Shana, actually. now. She, we know she's after Shane. We know that she's called the validity of Shane and Natalie's relationship. I agree with her. I think Shane's a fucking blagger. I think Shane's sort of always looking for an out within their relationship. But it was when they, when Shane had took Kyle to her house and her brothers are there. She said like, yeah, my dad's in construction. My brothers are. And all her brothers are like clones of the dad, aren't they? Different hairstyles, but they yeah, all you can yeah. tell they're all related. Now, her moral compass has been in the moment. He's basically, I don't want to be with Kyle. Let's see where it goes. I want Shane. I think she's got terrible taste in men because there's nothing between her and Kyle. And Shane is not the guy for her, Dave. I, I, I'd be amazed. I know out there there's somebody for everyone, but I'd be amazed if they made it long term. But a fucking family are questioning like Kyle. He was a great bloke. Everything was fine until we got to the religion question. Now, Shane has got even worse views on life, I think, Dave. He's a fucking free spirit. He doesn't give a shit. Money burns a hole in his pocket. Sounds a bit like me, really, Dave. But anyway, <laughs> 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 you know, he is like another like red flag. But poor Kyle's getting so much shit from like a mum and a, and a dad and a brother's like, you open to religion? And it's like, that's his views. I, I think she should respect the fact that he's not religion. Why, why would he want to be religious or do that to, to get with her. That doesn't make any sense. You, you opposites attract everyone has their own opinion. He's very strong on it, but he does it in a, a good articulate way. And I, and Shana for me, is just a fucking hypocrite, Dave. The whole premise of the start of this episode was her family laying into Kyle and thinking, wow, Kyle's had a dog's life because of Shana. She's just been taking the piss all the way through. He's even give her his mum's engagement ring or whatever it was, or wedding rings. And, and it's like, she's just an absolute blagger. You know, I'm not sure I see it exactly the same way. I think Kyle is a bit of a blagger himself because I don't know. It, it was a strange thing. When you went back to the pods, uh, you know, they they kind of came across this religion topic. And I can see that it's a big problem. Chris, I would not get on well with someone who is a creationist, you know, and believes the world was born, you know, a thousand years ago or something. <laughs> or was it 15,000 years or whatever it is? And, you know, goes to church every Sunday I would respect someone else for doing that, but I, I think it would just cause so many friction points in your life. Whereas Kyle is completely ignorant to all of those things. He's just like, come on, get over it. And she's like, but this, this is a big deal to me. And he's like, yeah, it's not a big deal though, is it really? <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I'm not, it's, it's one of those where I'd say a curse on all their houses because I've got no skin in the game. I, I don't think Shane is particularly nice either. But I found it weird the way 
Kyle was just, you know, again, head down. He, he was like Lord Farquhar. I'm sure I said it with him last week, that he's just ignoring all of the signs around him and just wanting to plow ahead with her. And in the end, I did appreciate, actually, that she did spell it out for him and said, look, this isn't going to happen. We've seen it in the past where, you know, Jessica on the last season, you know, just strung, it's Mark, wasn't it? Mark yeah. was Lord Farquhar. Just strung him along a bit so she could try and get in Bennett's pants. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so at least she's not trying to do that. It's just Kyle is not listening to anything she's got to say. And the religion thing, again, I, I, one of the things, one of the reasons I particularly, personally, it's just my own point of view, I don't get on with it is because, you know, different religions or, or people who follow them are, are so exclusive. Now, not every religion is like that, but some of them are. So if they are, then it's like, you know, we've chosen the right religion. So if we follow this strict set of rules, then we will uh, ascend to heaven. Uh, all the other people who worship all the other religions won't um, because they chose the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a horseshit <laughs> for me. Uh, but, you know, good luck to anyone who does think that. But I, I, I just don't think they, they really would be flogging a dead horse. And if she didn't break it off with Kyle, I'd be on here now saying about how she's just stringing him along. And, uh, you know, uh, it's clear it's never going to work. Now, I I get that. But obviously, you know, I was brought up Catholic. So religion is in my family. I'm not, I don't follow it at all now, Dave, as I get older. Unfortunately, the best schools in our area were Catholic schools. That's sort of how we came to that point. My grandparents were Catholic and that. So we grew up with that, the whole religion thing, everything, going to mass. I was an altar boy, all that sort of thing as a kid. But I did get paid, Dave, for being an altar boy. Let's let's be honest. All these nine kids didn't have a lot of yeah. money. I'd serve every mass and funeral going that there that was, unfortunately, to make some money because we had nothing. But that, that oh, was... Chris, did, did I tell you? I, I'm not sure we've spoken about this. So, you know, my little side projects, the uh, the music one with yep. Tony and Max that, that we started up. So we've we've started off going back to one of my favorite albums back released in 1989 by Skid Row. And the lead singer, Sebastian Bach, actually cut his teeth as an altar boy, as a choir boy. Dave. That was where he really discovered he had the pipes, you know, to, to really belt it out. I thought that was, you know, interesting little uh, parallel with yourself there. <laughs> what happened to my voice then? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> he was out there playing like Wembley Stadium and stuff. <laughs> you were playing the dog and duck. <laughs> hey, you were fucking stood next to me. Don't you dare give no, me that. No, but, anyway, no. <laughs> yeah, but no, I agree. But, but no, it, it's a very difficult thing with religion because like, I find a lot of people who take a moral stance on things, it's difficult when you've got religion behind you, Dave, because you, you're always going to come across as a hypocrite. That's my opinion as someone who grew up Catholic. It's, it's a very, very fine line with this. And when that comes into it, for someone who's not religious and someone who is, it's a difficult thing. I do think, like I say, opposites attract. It's always a good thing. And, you know, Kyle could, you know, at some point in his life, he might may do that. But these two are not compatible at all. I didn't, I've not seen anything in Kyle to think he was... Uh, a, a bad guy or anything. I thought that it was it was Shane who was just mm. taking the piss and stringing him along, I must admit. But I think 
with them and the whole thing when he kicked off with it, it was sort of like, and I must admit, that was the one bit where I was thinking, well, when they had that sort of come together and he's like, I think we should move in. And Shane is like, holy shit. You can see on her face, like, have you not got the fucking message yet? He's not reading read the signals. The yeah, read room. the signals. And he, he got a bit arsy. And I'm thinking, yeah. hold, I know we're only seeing an edited show and we're just seeing snippets and the family. She, he wouldn't have seen what her mum said and all that thing. But it's like, fuck me, you must get a vibe off of that. She's not interested in one bit. Unless she turns it on for the camera and she's all blagging on the camera, but off camera, they're really good together. Because I've seen fuck all between these two days. So I thought it was the right decision from her, to be honest. I thought it was yeah. the first time she'd been honest. But I'm still questioning this Shane situation. I don't know what she's, she's doing. The whole What I'm saying is the whole religion thing at the start, then for me, she turns to a hypocrite later on because she's happy to sort of commit adultery and she wants a bit of Shane. That's not really what it's all about, Dave, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Look, uh, I it's think a fine Shana, line. This I know religion is a fine line. I know. know. Shayna has just got a, a particular look in mind, and I, I can't see Shane being, you know, someone who goes to church every Sunday. But I, I, I could see him being someone who pays lip service to religion, you know, and says, you know, he's he's going to be a Christian, isn't he? So that's. That's one up, or probably on Shana's scale, a few up from uh, you know being an atheist and being quite a vocal atheist as well. So uh, you know, I think I think that's why she thinks you know Shane is one up, but it is just physical attraction as well. I, th- I think, and well, let's say that you know initially they had that that good connection in the pods, but I think Shana is she is backing the wrong horse there because <laughs> I think. Shane again, he's got that slightly angry uh, angriness just lurking under the surface, doesn't he? Yeah. As soon as something doesn't go his way, he gets really angry really quick, and that's how Shane and Shana ended up, you know, parting ways initially in the pods. You know, because uh, she'd brought it up about uh, Natalie and what have you, and then he he was just getting all angry about it. But, um, I mean, you, as they say, Chris, I mean, we seem to have said this a few times in the last few weeks, but uh, she shot her shot, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I know we've put him right to the end there, but there's no there's no messing about. There's no kind of like, you know, even Jessica wasn't as blatant as this in season one. She, Shayna has just laid it all out there on the line, and it is so manipulative what she's saying about um, Natalie and what have you. I just thought, oh, right, I can't wait to get to the next episode now. <laughs> yeah, and I agree because that's what I was saying about the religion things. like, wow, you've fucking taken this religion thing. Like, you're so religious, but you're ready to fucking do this. It's a show. You've got to do it. I agree. Sometimes you've got to be up front. I think Shane's going to go for it, Dave. Let's be honest. I think that poor Natalie is the one who's committing that relationship. And exactly what you said, Shane just wants an hour. He's looking for any excuse for a massive blow up. I mean, Natalie's saying to him, and I do one thing I like about this relationship before this situation with Shane at the end is the talking. I know it's a set up conversation, but the talking and when the saying she's saying about like saving up for the future, you need a 401k plan and all that. And he's like, well, I'll spend two grand a month on food, like two grand a month. What the fuck are you doing? 
What I was, don't know what he what? is. <laughs> I'm thinking he must be the best trainer in the gym ever, Dave, to be in shape like that. You know what I mean? He's two grand a month. He must be eating the best fucking steak and chicken. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, save a bit of money. And he's like, nah. I'm thinking, wow, these are not going to last. No, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because she, she even said she sees in Shane everything that she isn't. Yeah. And it's that old kind of adage, isn't it, about opposites attract. And I just don't really buy it. She is so grounded, so level-headed, and he's a fucking bit of a balloon head. I, I just I just can't see that ever working, to be honest. So regardless of whether Shayna was on the scene or not, I just don't really see it with um, Natalie and Shane, to be honest. No. No, I'm with you, Dave. I'm with you. And and what about though, Dave? Just moving on slightly. Danielle and Nick. So after Shane has talked, my word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> after Shane has talked, Luke back, and he got a bit of a grill. Uh, yeah, Luke. So he got a grill for family, as we said. Danielle takes Nick to see her family. Her mum is a psychologist, and she she basically going through Nick, looking at him as a person, observing she's he's a great guy. They're very open about sex and that, Dave. They all go on this thing. And they, Danielle literally is like, there's got to be something wrong here. This guy can't be as nice as he is. He can't be. I know Nick's standing up for himself and they've had a few little blow-ups, but I can only see, I, I might be wrong here, Dave, but I'm pretty certain that 80% of what I'm seeing is Danielle's fault. She's very insecure. She feels like she's trying to self-destruct the relationship before it goes anywhere because she doesn't want to commit because she's worried how hurt she's going to get. But that argument they had was ridiculous. I've, I've been with narcissistic people in the past. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not going well, this. This is oh, not. Oh, no, that went and, from 0 to 100 <laughs> really quickly, didn't it? Oh, and he, Christ. And he apologised. He kept saying, I'm sorry, I, I was had something going on. And she's like, oh, it all revolves around you. And I'm thinking, no, Danielle, it all revolves around you, not him. Well, they they both said some fairly shitty things, yes. didn't they? Yes, they did. I, I can't remember... Uh, who called who a narcissist? She called him a narcissist, that. and then he said, the world doesn't revolve around you. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was bad as well. But, that was bad. Uh, you know, uh, she does strike me as someone massively insecure, and, and I, I don't think this was quite as bad as, like, the previous blow-up, whichever episode that was, when... Uh, you know, she was basically crying in a closet for three hours because <laughs> she was on her own. You know, it, I think this lady's got issues, to be honest. Um, but then when she was saying about he was talking, he was on his phone and, you know, uh, on about talking to his friends and stuff like that. I was like, well, it does seem a little bit, you know, ignorant at best. You know, yeah. it's, it's a big thing for her to bring you home to the family and what have you. But uh yeah, it didn't it didn't seem like a proportionate response <laughs> to, just, to just throw out the narcissism there. Um, but these have quickly gone into a cycle of just having a bit of a blow up, him storming off, and then coming back and apologizing, rinse and repeat. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's again, I don't feel like this early you should be having quite so many problems as this. So, you know, from the first episode, these look fairly solid, but I, I just think uh, she's got 
issues to sort out. I'm sure he has himself as well, but generally it does seem like she's on the front foot when it comes to sabotaging the relationship, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I think she's just scared, Dave. I think she's been really hurt in the past. She's got a lot of issues, as we all have, and I think that it, that's what it comes down to. She's just looking for some excuse, really, which is a shame because, they, like you say, they were really solid, they are really sweet. And I do think you're right. We've had a cycle over two or three episodes of argument, kick off, next day, forget about it, we're all good again. I know that's how life goes sometimes, don't you? You do get them things where you have a bust up and stuff, but usually you won't have them that often so soon. Me and Sam used to have a bust yeah. up day about once every couple of months. We had one a few weeks ago. Sam decided to power off Dave, power walking, couldn't catch her. So I just left, left the walking, Dave. She could, she kept looking over her shoulder to see if I was there, Dave. But I was like, we had a bit of a, a dust up as we were going for our power walk. Um, but we was all sorted um, 15 weeks later. I mean, no, no, 15 hours later. Was it? No, 15 minutes, something like that. But, uh, but no, you, you do have them in a relationship. You get on each other's nerves. You piss each other off. Doesn't help that she's got a smart ass as a husband, Dave, because you know me, I'm always got a line back, which doesn't help <laughs> the situation. But there you go. Anyway, so Dave, what about... Now, one of the couples which I would never have said would have made it after what happened is Mallory... Um, what's he called? Uh, my God, dude, that's oh, Sal. Uh, Sal. Sal. Yeah. Sal. But the, the, when they went to see Sal's sisters and, and that conversation, she was getting really emotional. They were dead tight together. She's like, this is it for us. I was like, wow. Because after Jarrett and her had spoke to each other by the beach in the last episode, it looked like there was still a bit of something there between them. But she was all in on this. And I'm thinking, no, surely these can't be one of the only couples who are going to be together. Is it a camera thing? I don't know. Is she being polite because it's his sisters and she feels backed into a corner? I'm not sure. But it looked pretty genuine to me. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm going to be on the fence with this one. <laughs> I think the thing with Jarrett and Mallory, I, I'm not convinced is completely dead just yet. Um, but Mallory, you know, if you were scoring this, you, you'd put it fairly high, wouldn't you? You'd say she did quite well, you know, uh, interacting with his sisters and stuff. And, you know, he comes across quite genuine, I think. Um, but like I say, the, the only thing that will, disrupt them i think is that you know she says jarrett's pretty much her type you know he's like boyfriend she's gone for in the past i just wonder if if sal is maybe a bit too different and um let's see i mean obviously the human part of me does want them to to work the uh, sadistic reality TV part of me <laughs> wants there to be a bit of drama and a bit of cheating and a bit of fucking uh, a few tears and whatever because I'm a bastard. No, no, I think you're right because the last couple <laughs> is deep tear and shake. Obviously, they go to see your family. A couple of hearts to hearts. All seem amicable. He has questions saying she's more like a sister a little bit different than the way his approach was this week and he's with the family. So it could be that, like we said about Mallory, Dave, he could be slightly just being too polite, but I'm not holding out for them. And then obviously I know, as we said, we got the Shane, Shane, thing at the end, which is, which was a complete setup. I've got to say, Dave, the camera work is slick as fuck in this show. It's too yeah, overproduced. Yeah. When, when Shayna fucked off from Kyle, when she said it was over, the camera followed her. Like you see them runners on the hundred meters where they're running with like, the, you know, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. so low and following a strut. She almost looked at the camera and broke the fourth wall. I was like, oh, this is proper bullshit. They've done this bit. I don't know how many times. 
Yeah, no, it's not good. Uh, I mean, it, it it gives me almost that bachelor feeling, but I mean, these these are not as good uh, candidates, are they, as as the bachelor? Or, or I don't mean candidates. I mean, like uh, some of them do actually seem like they're there for the genuine reasons. They're not as well polished as the bachelor contestants. I think that's what I want to yeah. say. Um, but back to to deep tea and shake. You know, I'm. <sighs> I'm just not convinced Shake will get over this thing that Deep Tea's a bit like a sister more than a, a partner. Yeah. I mean, I, I forgot to mention in, in the last episode, <laughs> what I found amusing was Deep Tea was saying, it was something like, oh, it'd be great. You know, we could just get up and, and go anywhere. Uh, you know, it's so, such a great thing, you know, to have that freedom. And he's saying, well, you know, I've got my business, so it does require hard work. And then she completely does 180 and says, yeah, yeah, of course that means. I mean, a lot of people don't understand that in life, that you've just got to sacrifice your, your time to build a business and stuff. And I was like, hang about, hang about. Has everyone just forgot what you said a minute ago about just, you know, being a free spirit pretty much and, and just getting up and going when you fancy. Um, but, you know, as, as cynical old me saw it, you know, he bought it. <laughs> yeah, He was like, oh, you know what? Oh, maybe this is someone that I could actually be a partner with. And, you know, she's going to accept the fact that I'm going to have to throw myself into my work to build up my business and everything and then hopefully reap the rewards in you know the next decade or something but um yeah I, I just feel like he carried on in that same respect when he, he met the family and that and just I, I think he's he's trying to make it work but i don't think he'll get over the attraction thing no no i don't think that once you and i agree dave once you stay say that someone feels like his sister we know exactly what happened to my mcfly dave you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He couldn't get over the fact he was kissing his mother, but that's a different film. <laughs> and different story. But there you go. I mentioned that quote the other day, didn't I? But anyway. Um, I still <laughs> think he was thinking about it. But um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Dave. Oh, we did get one other thing, actually. Sorry, Jarrett and Liana went back to Jarrett's house, didn't we? And she was like, oh, it smells like. But then oh, she yeah. found a little bit of some of the DNA of his ex-girlfriends, a couple of little trinkets and things they'd left and she wasn't happy about that yeah i think you know that i can see both perspectives there i think she's she's right oh, i don't know if she's right but it's her perspective that you know once you split up with an ex you know that's it you're done you don't kind of try and carry on as like good you know pally friends or whatever Whereas he's like, you know, she bought me a cool present, you know? I'm not going to throw it out just because we broke up. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm on the fence about these. I'm just not convinced the whole thing with Mallory is dead. Um, that, that sort of stops me really investing into this couple. But actually, you know, if you were to put money on it, they've probably got as good a chance as any, haven't they? In fact, they're probably the most likely if the whole Jarrett and Mallory thing doesn't happen, um, then they, they seem to get on. So yeah. yeah, let's see. Yeah. No, good stuff, Dave. Good stuff. So Dave, we've had an email and it isn't in relation to Love is Blind. It's in relation to Mar Maths Australia. 
And it's from our good friend Ebony. She said, Chris and Dave, I found your podcast as I was watching Maths Australia with my partner. And like you guys, felt emotionally exhausted after some episodes. After debriefing episodes with my part- partner, I still needed more. Hearing a UK perspective of the show is just what I needed. I was so on board with everything you guys said that I would honestly verbally respond while driving in the car listening to you guys. My two favourite quotes, I think this one comes down to you, Dave, referring to Andrew as a cauliflower cunt, (laughs) referring to Jackson as a wet lettuce, both a comedy gold and hit the nail on the head so perfectly. Also, love how frequently you called everyone bellends, as we don't really use that term in Australia. <laughs> you know what, Dave? We need to do a T-shirt saying, what that, a that bellend. That up a lot, doesn't it? Doesn't it, <laughs> Bella? Know, we need to do it. That's the T-shirt. I was walking past uh, like a gift shop before, and it, there was a book, and it was called something like 52 times Britain was a bellend. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh. I should have took a picture of it. <laughs> we, should, we should commit to that, you know. Let's do a T-shirt, Waterbellin. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris and Dave say Waterbellin. That's what it should say. Instead of Frankie says, Chris and Dave. Uh, and she said, sorry, the railroad in this email. She put two things. Firstly, a route does mean to fuck, so you guys nailed that. Secondly, I don't know where you visited in Oz, but cricket is 100% a dying sport and he's not the number one sport in Oz by a long shot. Ha ha. Sorry, that was me that in 2010. I, I couldn't get over how much it was covered on the TV uh, then. Where, mm. where I'm from, Aussie Rules is the number one and rugby behind that. And I don't know more people that are into the Premier League and American sports over cricket. Oh, and I know more people are into American sports and Premier League. Couldn't believe my ears. Ha ha. Please don't. Read this as aggressive. I'm just taking the piss and having a laugh. We don't, Ebony, don't worry. I've just have one phrase question off the top of my head. You referred to Olivia Tamara and Sam as humps, I think. What does that mean? No, we no, no, it wasn't humps. What it was, Ebony, we were trying to say C-U-N-T, but without saying it, because I know a lot of people don't like that word. We said hunt, H-U-N-T-S, hunts, when really we meant Put a C in front of it, if you know what I mean. The worst thing, <laughs> the worst thing about all this is I'm going to watch far more reality now than I should just to listen to other episodes of your podcast. I'm in big trouble. Ha ha. Anyway, it's been beautiful hearing you rip into these cunts who I can't believe live in the same country I do. It's so embarrassing. And I thought you would enjoy some feedback from an invested Aussie. So much love from Ebony. P.S. I've started watching Byron Bay's. Now, I've said this one day. It's on Netflix. This looks fantastic. It's so shit and relatable and not relatable. But if you cover it, I suppose I'll have to watch it. Laugh out loud. So that is... Top, top email day. We've not had a good one like that for So thank you, Ebony. And thank you for listening and finding us. It's really good here. That's an amazing email. Amazing. So, so we haven't, like you say, we haven't had uh, too many emails of late, but uh, it's always good to, to get one. And always good to get a new listener as well. Yeah, exactly, Dave. But Dave, I'm thinking of this merchandising thing. Bellens there, innit? We call each other Bellens enough. <laughs> I'm going to work on something in the background. <laughs> there you go. Well, I did the VHS one. You you do yeah. the, the reality cast one. Yeah. I, I'm sure me. there's a few on the on the bullshit bingo card, isn't there, that we could lift and, and stick on a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bellend one of the things. <laughs> Just doing the design and the artwork and stuff and setting the shop up, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. And you know that you're going to be saying, have you done that yet, Chris? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Anyway, if you do want to support us, guys, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you do want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honour is Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Katie, Deedee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Lou Green and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. And watch this space. There may be some merchandise. There you go. I don't know if people want to walk around with a T-shirt on saying, Chris and Dave say, what a bell end. <laughs> but you never know. Let's let's get some feedback. Tell us if that's the right thing to do or not, guys. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get done for a copyright infringement anyway. <laughs> No, no, but um, but Chris, I mean, we we've been making progress with Love Is Blind, but you know what seems to be uh, catching fire at the minute is this new Netflix series, Ultimatum. Yes. So I'm thinking. I think the new. I think the last episode's actually come out this week, so we've missed the start of it and everything. But um, I was thinking that maybe we could start that one before we finish love is blind but i do think we've we've been going so slowly through love is blind it's going to take us another five weeks and then there's a reunion i think after that as well so we might batch up like a couple of episodes i think for love is yeah. blind two or two or three episodes and then that will help us get through this season quicker and then we can get an ultimatum after that yeah or let's or do it maybe dovetail it a little bit yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think you're right. We, it's just because of maths, wasn't it? We had so much. We had, we had yeah, Bachelor at yeah. one point and everything, didn't we? We had all these things coming together. So <laughs> now they've finished. Uh, no, I'm up for that one. It looks brilliant. And I've seen the great feedback on our Facebook page. So get over to Facebook, guys, as well. Chris and Dave's reality TV cast, our great friend Charlene runs it and moderates it over there. And there was a lot of chat about that saying, if you watched it, and a few people have already got into it, Dave. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on my list. It's ready to go on Netflix, to be honest. Cool. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much, sir. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.